You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's August 9th, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl. It's time to get in the weeds here on Fightful Overbooked. We're back, baby. Unlike our, our main place where we usually like, do our show. Yeah. We took like a detour on Monday. For those who don't know or didn't watch or maybe got a little confused, uh, we were over on the YouTube.com slash Fightful, the main channel on Monday for our monthly Monday takeover. We're going to start doing that every single month. The first Monday of the month, we will be on YouTube.com slash Fightful. The audio feed will go on overbooked, but the video you can find on the main YouTube channel for Fightful. Uh, and it was a good show. It was a really fun show. And today will be no different. As always, here to do it with me is the one and only Jeremy Lambert. How you doing, Jeremy? I, what are we what are we doing together joel you got to be careful with your words i don't know if you saw the austin gun tweet where he wanted many men inserted into him you to do what with you joel well i mean you're the one who wants to come over for taylor swift tickets yeah i, I where do you have them yet do you have my taylor swift tickets i do not uh for those who don't know that concert is a year away and for those who know me specifically, I do not operate that far in advance, let alone a week away. You stress me out so much, yeah, Joel, with how you operate with these tickets. You go, you will like book your flight, go there, go get everything set up with no tickets. And then just somehow it works out for you. I was, I was telling you this uh, last night. So look, I got waitlisted on these uh, Taylor Swift tickets. Shout out to the pals, Samira and, and Cher Delaware, also on the wait list. We are just waitlisted together. Um, but I was like, Joel, Taylor Swift's coming to Toronto. You, you got to have some connections. You are allegedly a musician in another life. You are famous in the Toronto area. You know people who know people. And you think Jimmy Van will help me out? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think... I think his connections would be more venue specific That's than fine. 
band specific. But even then, I don't know because she's doing Roger Center, right? She's doing the Sky Dome for six nights. I don't know if it's that. I have no idea. I was initially looking to Indy, uh, the Indianapolis show, which is that Lucas Oil. Um, hold on. I'll I'm pretty you. sure she's doing six nights in Toronto at Rogers. All right. I got to be able to get a friggin' ticket of one of these six friggin'. Yeah, it's Rogers Center. You know, but um, you got to remember, too, this is the only Canadian date she's doing. Those six nights in Toronto. Yes, I know. Not, no West Coast, no Vancouver, no Montreal, no nothing. Like, I'm just, I know you know, but I'm just putting it out there for the pals okay. who are like, who might be interested in going to the show. There's six nights in Toronto only. No, 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 Joel. Don't, don't tell all these all the other people where these information. She's not doing anything in Canada. She's not coming to Canada at all. Go, <laughs> go to the other shows. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Do all that. Stop, Joel. Oops do that so anyway uh i messaged joel it's like you got to be able to have some connections here again joel you operate of like yeah maybe like week of day of i'm like i can't do that i thought about going to cincinnati day of when she was in cincy but but friday night she did two nights friday night uh there was personal stuff going on and i didn't feel great about like leaving on friday and going all day and saturday was money in the bank and i was like i can't I can't go to Sensi on like a hope and a prayer and get these tickets. And like, I put my work above, uh, you know, above trying to get these tickets because if I went and didn't get tickets and then I missed out on like all the, the work stuff, cause it was a busy night and everything. I would have felt like just awful. If I got tickets, I wouldn't have cared. I was like, who cares? I, I went to the concert, you know, deal with money in the bank. Um, but I, I just, I wasn't willing to take that risk. I will take the Toronto risk. Because I'm going to stay with Joel Pearl. That's going to be an adventure. Uh, apparently six nights. I'm going to spend a week in Toronto with Joel Pearl. Jesus help me. We're going to do this show. If we're still going in November of 2024. We're going to do it in this room. In this studio room. And we're going to have to sit next to each other. We're, you know what? I, I found this out. So I'm watching um, the, the Young Bucks interview with Swerve. Swerve is using the same mic, but he does a he holds it in his hand like it's a damn 58, like it's a regular microphone. And I'm like, buddy, come on, get something. Whatever, it doesn't sound bad. But yeah, we'll we'll be sitting there with a 58 in our hand, just like just doing the whole thing. By the way, for people who have not checked it out, Swerve's Swerve's a really good Swerve's great at a lot of things. Um, but he is a really good uh interviewer. Anytime I listen to his podcast, I always walk away learning something because it's not always just wrestling with him. He, he likes to do a lot of music and, and things like that. Uh, but I learned something and I've praised Swerve before of just like he was doing a lot of media hits after he got signed and uh he always came off just really well in those in those media interviews so shout out to swerve i want him on this show but i don't want to talk any wrestling we'll do the plugs whatever uh but i just want to talk about eminem and rap music with him because he's he's big in that genre there you go that'd be fun but uh, do we know anybody who knows swerve yeah awpr You think they'll help us? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, listen, the Grapsy boys have had Montezzi on, and it doesn't Teasy co-host the show with him sometimes. Yeah. I feel like we could get. I feel like we could get Montezzi. Not relatively easy, but he feels pretty gettable. If I just shot him a message, be like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" It feels like we could do that. Uh, I don't feel like we have to go through any. PR layers to to get him swerve 
it might be a little bit more difficult. But one one hand washes the other. Maybe TZ likes us, and then TZ's like, hey, I hope he gets Swerve. Who knows? I think we have people who know Swerve that might like us. I don't know. He, yeah, I don't know. After that cake incident, I don't know if he wants to give me anything more. I don't think anybody likes me, so. That's fair. That's, uh, <laughs> well, uh, if you like us, you can go ahead and drop a thumbs up on the video. And uh, why don't you subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbook? Because if you haven't yet, you're missing out. Tons of content every single day. Not just the interviews that we do uh, separated and put on its own little space, but also tons of live content. Tag Talk came back last night, or yesterday afternoon, I should say. Nope, uh, Monday. Get your days right. Oh my God! Is it Wednesday already? I, yeah. dude, yesterday was a blur. I, I've Fair. I've been dealing with with a sick child again, so my days are all messed up. Yes, Tag Talk came back on Monday. Indeed is live tonight, and then on what am I missing? Thursday, there's something. And uh, Thursdays, Thursdays are one day that uh, doesn't really have a, a live show unless I schedule uh, overbooked or New Japan Bread Club for that day if it's a week where it doesn't need to go up like almost immediately um now thursday is usually just uh you know interview stuff uh so like the the west barkley interview which will be happening in less than an hour from now will probably go up tomorrow or we have uh Haley. Haley was on monday's show we'll cut that and probably put that up tomorrow so yeah thursday we have no live content and it's probably going to stay that way because sometimes people just need a break true and then fridays coexisting with rob and maggie are always fun uh and then of course on sundays myself and kate go live at eight we're playing <laughs> i say this really is this a show yeah. does this show happen we've taken the effect of about a month off uh yeah. together i mean separately we've done shows but yes it's been a bit of a, a bit of a slog for the last few weeks but uh, our plan is to be back fingers crossed joel and kate sunday at eight okay Okay. Wes Barkley joins us at 11 a.m. Eastern, just like Jeremy said. That's about 45-ish minutes from now. Uh, he's got tons to talk about. He's the AIW Intense Champion. I know Wes from his recent appearances at Greektown Wrestling here in Toronto, but he's been all around. We're looking forward to that. Uh, there's, a, there's a gif or a gif, whatever you want to call it out there, of him getting um, basically annihilated and uh, suplexed onto a bunch of chairs from one Derek Dillinger. So uh, go go find that. And we'll, we'll talk to him at 11 o'clock Eastern. It's going to be fun. But we got plenty on our slate tonight. Where do we want to start? You want to start? answer. Yeah, these, are, these are not super chats. Everybody send in super chats. But Cody has a, a couple questions. Uh, first one is in Spotlight on Thursdays. Yes, but that's on the main channel, not on Overbooked. Joel's plugging strictly Overbooked stuff. Um, and Cody also asked, am I going to Dynamite this evening? No, it is in, I believe, Columbus. Uh, and, and I'm not. I'm actually, after this show, uh, I'm hopping on a plane um hopefully my flight does not get delayed or canceled i'm I'm hopping on a plane to go to uh, a beach the beautiful beaches in ohio uh that have been you know promoted on aew dynamite before beach break uh was one of the gimmicks that they tried to run in ohio in like february um but yes we I'm, i'm going to the beach today with my family so i'm not going to to dynamite i'm not getting on a plane by the way we live close enough to the alleged beaches in ohio uh, that i don't need to get on a plane but right you take a helicopter yes yeah dude i was listening to dakota kai and her plane story everything's just getting delayed and canceled like it is insane flights are stupid yeah it's it's been wild uh our flight back from ottawa to toronto this past weekend, or two weekends ago, I guess, uh, that was delayed for a couple hours due to unforeseen mechanical 
it's always so dakota was talking about that mechanical issues that's what when when i went to north carolina last month um my my flight got delayed one flight going there had gotten a little bit like delayed and stuff it was like an hour delay and then the one going back was like a two hour delay and i thought i was going to sleep in the airport i was very concerned um that one i needed i ended up getting home like a couple hours late but it's always like these mechanical issues and i like what is happening here? But Dakota was hilarious. Uh, she's like, they, we have to wait for this these papers. They have to deliver these papers to the pilot. She's like, it is 2023. Can they not send a text? Can they not send an email that this stuff is ready? You got to get like these, this paperwork faxed over to make sure it's okay. But yeah, man, Reagan, like what, what are we doing here with the, all these flight delays on seemingly across the board? It's insane. They got iPads. What if we made the whole plane out of the black box, Joel Pearl? No, then stop it. Who, we wouldn't have any issues. Isn't that a Chris Rock joke? Yeah. Chris Rock's hilarious. Huh? That old try- stand-up fizz. Hilarious trying stuff. Trying to remember whose joke that was. I'm glad I got in the first try. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a Chris Rock bit. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. I did watch that. I watched the, I, the, the clip of the stream. That, uh, that some people had posted. My goodness. Yeah, it sounds like Dakota Kai had another harrowing SummerSlam experience. Uh, but yeah, mechanical issues are like the airline's version of cards subject to change. That's just it's, what it is. Yeah, it, it's insane how just everything. And I, and I know it's not like personal to me when, when I flew and I don't fly often. Honestly, flying... Uh, last month was the first time I flew since before the pandemic. So it's been, it's been that long for me. And, but it seems like it's just across the board on delays. We had Dominic Greeny on a uh, spotlight last week and he was talking about all the delays and everything. Like what, what, what are we doing here? Get, get your stuff together. Airlines. It was a Stephen Wright joke, by the way, Redmond got it. Oh, all right. Whatever. That's a very, that's a very Stephen Wright like delivery too. They should just make the entire plane out of the black box. <laughs> I I didn't hear it from Stephen Wright though. I I'm sure it's like been a stolen bit or, or whatever. So, Easily. but yeah, I did not hear it from from Stephen Wright. I I thought I did hear it from from Chris Rock or maybe I just assume Chris Rock because that's like the most stand up that I listen to. Um, but yeah, I did not hear it from Stephen Wright. Oh well, we'll listen to it later. How about that? Uh, <laughs> let's since we since we talked about Dakota Kai and, and WWE and SummerSlam, uh, Roman Reigns apparently is injured, and that might mean absolutely nothing in the long run because it's not like Reigns is going to be having uh, intense brawl title defenses until. When's the next Saudi show? November? Well, yeah, November. November. And then yeah. Summer, or not Summer Slime, Survivor Series is also late November. That's probably the next time we'll see him in a singles match for his title. But other than that, I mean, the Reigns injury is interesting. It was, uh, you know, uh, Dave Meltzer started reporting it. And then uh, Sean and Fifa Select had a bunch of updates. My mom is calling. Oh, every time th- this happens, this gets weird. Yeah, it wasn't good last time. Uh, <laughs> do, do we want to do this again? Hello? My mom's missing her turn to call into this show. You should right. pay attention to the road, mother. I know. Anyway, oh, are you on the show? Yeah. Is this good news or bad? Last time you called, uh, it, it wasn't good. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, I um, I've been walking. You know, I told you I've been walking. I'm on the show. Can we talk about this anyway? I don't, Mom. What do you have to say? Oh, well, you know, I've been walking and going to the pool and everything, and I lost good my mom has lost weight everybody everyone leave leave a thumbs up leave a cheer for my mother losing losing weight i'm very proud of you Hello. my mom says hi for people who could not hear oh they can't even hear me no they can hear you sometimes it's just you know it, it, it it's not like the greatest audio in the world you're on a speakerphone oh who, who are you doing the show with uh joel unfortunately well, that was hey, Joel. I like Joel. Don't be so mean to him. Nah, you and the wife always tell me this. Don't be mean to Joel. Don't be... No. Why? Oh. Don't hang up on me. And nobody hung up on you, Mom. You said bye, though. I said why. Oh, I thought you said bye. No. Um, well, You're getting a lot of pops in the, the chat, by the way. everyone, Everyone's a big fan. Oh. Well, thank you. I like y'all too. All right. My mom likes everybody. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. I'm at the Dollar Tree. Okay. I got to watch, watch my money now, you know. Yes. I put myself on, on a budget. Yes. My son, won't take care of, my son won't take care of me. Wow. Why are you just selling me out on the show like this, Mom? Well, you did say you were there when I got older because I'm not old yet. That's right. Yeah. But you are going to take care of me, right? Yes. Joel would take care of me. I know he would. I, that's not true at all. I do not have money. No? Yeah, I Joel, I Joel doesn't have if any I money, Mom. He's he's more poor than I am. He doesn't get paid to do this show. At least I do. It's accurate. Oh. But, oh, well. Sorry. I, oh, well. My mom's very sympathetic towards you, Joel. <laughs> Ouch. Um, you didn't tell me Charlotte was wrestling the other night. What? Oh, yes. Charlotte was on SummerSlam. Yes. No, you heard wrong. Oh. Well, I must have got my information. Yeah, you got bad scoops. You can't give out inaccurate information here on this show, Mom. I know. I must not have been reading your story then. No, you. somebody else wrote that article, clearly. Yeah, I know. You're always right. Yeah. You're yes, that's right. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to this show, Mother? No, I just wanted to say hi to y'all. All right. Hi. Cameron Grimes, uh, I think he lost last time he wrestled. No, not him. The other, the, 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 the Laker guy. The Laker guy? Is LA something? LA oh, LA Knight. Oh, yeah, he's a big LA star. Yeah. yeah, he's a big star. Yeah, yeah he won the, the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, he, he's he's wrestling all the time. All right, mom, you you gotta you gotta go. You're taking up way too much time. I don't you you're gonna charge me for this appearance. I feel like I'm gonna charge you. Yeah, I haven't gotten my um you know. Okay, good talk, mom. That was my mother, everybody. Nothing else matters except for this bit. Okay? She's calling back. <laughs> what what happened? You got cut off. I was just going to say, did, did you just hang up on me? Absolutely not. Why would I do that? You got cut off, Mom. All right. All right. I'm like, oh, what? Uh, I don't know who he thinks he is. Oh. And, you know. 
All right. All right. We got to go. We have to go, Mother. We, we have a show to do. All right, give, give us a yeah, Mom. Go, go, yeah. Yeah. All right, there we go. All right, Easily. say bye to everybody. Bye, y'all. Have a good day. All right, bye, Mom. Bye, Love you. All right, bye. Bye. Oh, my God. I hope she never watches this back. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's happening? <laughs> What is happening? You picked up the phone. That's what's happening. <laughs> oh my God. Cyclops is better than Logan over on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, giving us the cheers, saying Jeremy's mom bringing down the integrity of Fightful by spreading. Yeah. <laughs> really? She's like, I heard Charlotte won. I was like, well, you heard wrong, mother. You had a, oh man, you had a third chance and you got it wrong on all accounts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh the, the numbers did not add up for not, my mom when it came not. to picking. She picked the person who didn't lose. At, well, technically, Charlotte, you know, the other two lost. So kind of Charlotte won. <laughs> she saw who Charlotte's married to and realized, yeah, he, she won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, if you want to donate a super chat, uh, congratulating Jeremy's mom, then you can go ahead and do that. Any email, get your question or statement read on the air, and we will uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> My mom wants to get paid for this. Can you believe this shit? Hey, I get it. So do I. But here oh. we are. My mom's going to invoice Sean. <laughs> like, I did a, did a three-minute cameo on In the Weeds. She's going to ask to be paid for this. But mom, I don't technically get paid to do this show. If Sean shows up today to do his, his, his egg run-in, I think that's the first question we have to ask him. Yeah, does my mom get paid for her cameos? <laughs> that's right. He'll probably be like, yeah, of course. Why yeah, he probably would. Be? Oh, my goodness. Anyway, Roman Reigns is injured. <laughs> Charlotte's not injured. Your mom's not injured. Well, Roman Reigns is supposedly injured. Uh, yeah. So Meltzer, Meltzer started the whole conversation. Everyone's kind of uh, jumped at it. Fightful Select had the report that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a legit injury. They don't know how bad it's going to be, but uh, they don't expect him to miss any dates. Uh, not that we knew which dates those were because they haven't updated anything since the summer, sl- the, the, the summer of his uh, appearances. But so, yeah, he, what do we do now? Because it's not like Roman is, uh, you know, the, the top wrestler in the company. He is certainly the top champion in the company so what do we what do we think is this much ado about nothing or is this is this a big story is really the big question jeremy it's only a big story if we find out like 
what what the injury is and if he's actually going to miss any time. Like you look at Roman's schedule since WrestleMania. My mom's listening. She just said, yes, you need to ask Sean if I get paid. Uh, <laughs> since WrestleMania, he's had three televised matches. And that includes the match this past weekend with, with Jey Uso. Three televised matches since WrestleMania. Two of those were tag team matches. It was the, the Night of Champions tag match and then the, the Bloodline Civil War tag match. And then he had Tribal Combat. Three matches in four months is all Roman's had. Yeah, he, he did two uh, matches against Ray in uh, for house shows. But still, three matches in four months. And like he keeps a busy schedule. If this is actually going to keep him out for, let's say, six months, then okay, maybe you address something there because then you're looking at he's going to miss the rest of the year. He's going to miss the Saudi show. He's going he's gonna to miss Survivor Series. Maybe he's back to do something at the Rumble. If he's just out for three months, even, he can still be on TV. He can still do his cinema. He doesn't need to do an actual match on this. He can do tag team matches where you can protect him a little bit, hopefully. I mean, he the mat, the injury uh, occurred seemingly early in the match, and then he went on, and the match was 40 minutes long. So he seemed to be fine to kind of work through that portion of things. I honestly think it's much ado about nothing because he just doesn't keep a busy in-ring schedule. As long as he's not missing TV shows that he doesn't need to miss to where he can still talk and be part of segments, it's fine. And like he's on TV every week, and like he's getting physical every week, and like he's even doing house shows and stuff. So until we know the severity, I don't think it's that big of a deal and even when we do know the severity unless it is a six month plus injury i don't think it's that big of a deal so i agree with you by and large i'm just thinking of the uh the schedule what's going on right now in wwe world where it's the end of summer that's you know a bit of a lull period and then we're going to get into monday night football and monday night football is when it starts usually what mid september late september Monday Night Football, oh, it starts immediately when the season starts, and the season preseason starts this week, so it's about four, three, three, four weeks away. Okay. So, yeah, September. Okay, so in September, and they're going to want to put Roman on at least a little bit if there's a Friday night game, I'd assume. There is no Friday. They don't do Friday. They don't do Friday, Friday night games anymore? No, no, no. No, that's more for the high school kids? That Yeah, Friday is, is high school. Sometimes there's like a college game, but there's no... NFL on Friday nights. See, I watch hockey where the weekends are the big times where they. they yeah, play. no, get get your get your sports correct here. I, I mean, I don't think they're putting Roman on any type of of Raw. No, I, he they has been, to, so, but they, and that's yeah. the they haven't had to because right now the Judgment Day has propped up and Seth Rollins and basically the ensemble cast of Raw have very well kept the uh, the ratings up. So having Roman on Raw isn't really needed as much. So uh, yeah, as you go into a busy fall that maybe you don't need Roman as much, especially as they start to tell the story of Jimmy and Jay and Solo, which again, I continue to harp on They're They're getting closer and closer to telling the story of Solo and getting people invested in that somehow. Um, but Roman just needs to show up and talk. You know, it, his, his injury is not debilitating. Uh, clearly, he, like you said, wrestled the rest of that match at SummerSlam. And it looks like whatever it was, it could have been ribs or side or just a body injury and not like a broken leg or anything like that. So when I say body, I mean like 
torso, something like that. Uh, and, and that's okay. But really his, his magic is in his, uh, his demeanor, his acting. When he shows up, it's the big thing. His matches are just kind of like, they're there. You know what I mean? He, he does walk-in brawls. So the story is big because it's Roman. The question is, do they, did they have any plans for him to wrestle that he now has to pull out of? There are international tours coming up. They're doing the UK at the end of October. So I do wonder if they plan to have him on those shows. Uh, and they're, they're house shows. But, you know, if they're doing, I think they're doing London, they're doing uh, Wembley Arena, or at least the OVO Arena, as it's known now. Uh, so he would probably be on that card, if I had to guess. Uh, nothing, I, I, haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen him scheduled for it. Or advertised. But either way, there are places where he would show up. Could they do a tag match? Sure. Would it be good? That's that's in the eyes of the watcher. But uh, we'll see what happens with Roman Reigns. This is It's big because it's Roman, but it's not so big because it's not a guy who has you know multiple matches a, a week or goes hard in his matches in terms of physicality. Uh, it, it, he got hurt, you know, potentially taking a, taking a dive from another wrestler. So he'll, he'll yeah. be okay. I think it's a good thing. Not that Roman's hurt. I think it's a good thing if he's like actually off television and they got to build up other people throughout this. Cause SmackDown is largely dominated by the bloodline stuff. It takes up you're, I'm sure you saw Seamus's comments of like, Hey, everyone would love to have 20 minutes of a two hour show to tell their story. 30 minutes, you know, the, the tribal combat or, uh, trial of the the tribal chief after money in the bank that was like a 45 minute segment and Seamus is like yeah everyone would love this story time you take Roman off of these shows you basically like you're still gonna have Heyman do stuff you're still gonna have Jimmy J solo do stuff but they ain't getting as long as Roman is gonna get that entrance alone takes five friggin minutes so you're cutting that out at the very least um you're still gonna have everybody else on the show but you cut that out. You give more time to other stuff. I hope it leads to just better development on the SmackDown side to where it's not so reliant on Roman Reigns. like Because that's what a lot of SmackDown feels. It's like, okay, the Bloodline stuff, and then, hey, cool, here's the other stuff. You, you talk about Raw and how it has become very much an ensemble just kind of propping things up. Like, Cody, whatever he does feels like a big deal. Seth is the champion, and right now he feels hot defending the title. Judgment Day is doing great work. Sammy and Kevin, I know Kevin's injured right now, but they feel like a big deal as part of the show. Um, Rhea is part of Judgment Day, but but she's there. Becky, Becky always feels like uh, a big deal on the show. So the SmackDown doesn't have that. SmackDown just has Bloodline. LA Knight is certainly he. He's a big deal until this past weekend when they gave him the win. And then, look, he's on Raw now, apparently. But until this past weekend, he was just kind of doing stuff on, on SmackDown. It didn't actually feel... He felt big. The stuff he was doing didn't feel big. The women's stuff was just kind of there. But nothing... Bloodline just engulfed everything on SmackDown. Now you take Roman out of the picture. Now, maybe... We'll let some other people get some time, get some shine. Gunther's another guy on Raw, by the way. Um, now maybe other people on SmackDown get some time to shine, and like you can create some just new stories and and more fleshed out so- stories on that side of things. So it, it sucks that he's injured. Hopefully, it's not too serious. 
but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because he ain't on television that much anyway, but certainly when he is, he takes up a lot of time and he's been on TV a lot, uh, really since be since night of champions, since night of champions, when he, him and solo challenge for the titles and then the turn and then all the way leading up to summers, he's been on TV a lot. Um, now we won't have that. And hopefully other stuff can just kind of shine in that spot. I maintain that. And it's funny because we're talking about how the draft didn't really yield people staying on their brands. See, C one night comma L a, but, uh, and there's, there's various others we can point to, but, um, when they put Gunther away from the bloodline, specifically because he's the intercontinental championship, he has the intercontinental championship and he's such a star and he was having those matches in main event slots when Roman or the bloodline story weren't available or on the show, they be, he became the B story. And when they moved those two away from each other, I was kind of sitting there being like, why? And my hope at the time was that they would put a little bit more behind Austin theory and put a little bit more behind the U S championship. Clearly that's not what they've done. Uh, but instead we're just kind of where we are, where the bloodline, like you said, engulfs SmackDown. And now we have to tell better stories with a better ensemble cast, or at least a cast that has the opportunity to stand up and actually take the reins when Roman and the bloodline are unavailable. So the question becomes, you know, where do we do it? Because if the U.S. championship is potentially about to switch to, let's say Santos Escobar wins on Friday night, takes the U.S. championship from from Theory, which honestly at this point, I don't even know if that's the case. You know, they could set up a a Santos versus who knows who feud because he gets screwed out of the title win. And then theory escapes with the victory. I don't love it, but like, I don't know. They're 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 not doing anything with theory, which makes me think that they're just gonna keep doing what they're doing with Austin Theory, which I don't don't I, love, but I could see it. I'd immediately start by just resetting that U.S. title scene, and I'd go with Santos Escobar off of that, unless you have somebody you're really confident in behind theory. Um, and that, you know, LA Knight was maybe seemingly the guy, but now he's feuding with The Miz, which is good. But I don't know if he's on Raw. I don't know if he's on SmackDown. No idea. Uh, if you had like an Escobar and Waller feud, you got to get Waller some victories on that, though. Edge is supposed to be back in a couple of weeks. I don't know if they're setting up a program with him to where he's going to be on weekly or if he's just making his cam- one cameo a month, what that's going to be. Uh, somebody mentioned Lashley and, and the Street Profits. Um, yeah, Cyclops better than Wolverine said it. I feel like somebody else said it as well. Uh, regardless, yeah, Street Profits and Bobby Lashley should definitely be be part of that crew that you really feature on the show. I think the women as well. Like Charlotte, they she's always presented as a big star. You can say what you want about her, but she's always presented as a big star in that company. Bianca has that star presence. Asuka, they, I feel like they can always do more with. Damage control. I know Dakota is out right now, but EO's the champion. Bailey is great at anything and everything given to her. They're doing stuff with Shotzi. It's not fully my cup of tea, but they're at least trying in that area, and I do appreciate that. And I think Shotzi's playing her role well. Bailey's playing her role well. And I, it's a little, a little over the top for me. Uh, Shotzi's kind of crazy, maniacal stuff, but it's still like it's something it's some type of story that they are telling so that's good like they have some women talent 
on there that I think you could you could feature uh, more or continue to feature in those spots. It's not a talent issue by any means on SmackDown. It's a presentation of how you're actually going to utilize them and what you're going to give them. And the bloodline is taken up a lot of that. And now with Roman outs, and I know people are going to say, Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, going to be, it, it's not going to feel as big because the champion's not there. What about the world champion? What about the, all this stuff? Like, People are going to have that complaint. And I understand that complaint. Like it is what it is with that stuff. He's not there half the time anyway. And when he is there, it's all just bloodline stuff. It's not like he's feuding with anybody else for most of this year anyway. So let the bloodline stuff just kind of still work its way, but have less time and then let other people rise with that extra time. Yeah. And uh, I'm seeing in the chat, you know, is Miz, Miz feuding with LA Knight. Is that good? I think it's great. Because if you want to go, you want to get a guy to put over your next big talent, Miz is the guy you go to. Because if the guy can go stand hand, stand toe-to-toe on the microphone with Miz and then have a good match with Miz, and I know people are going to be like, Miz isn't a very good wrestler. Miz, Miz has worked largely without injury for 15-plus years. The guy is a good wrestler. Stop, like, don't... Don't give me this shit about it. He's not a very good wrestler. I don't care that he doesn't do the flips and shit that you like, but he's very good at what he does because he keeps himself healthy. He has remained largely uh, the the guy that you go to. He is very trustworthy. So LA Knight, this is a vote of confidence in my eyes that they've moved LA Knight over to The Miz. And this is also, it's they did it on Monday. It was a very entertaining promo and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. So that, that's kind of my feeling about, about Miz and LA Knight. And then, they just they got to figure out what's going to happen on SmackDown. They got to figure out in terms of the long term who's important. Bobby Knight and the Street Profit, or sorry, Bobby Lashley and the Bobby street Knight. Profit. Bobby Knight throw these chairs at everybody. Let's go. <laughs> Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. They absolutely stand a chance of becoming the uh, the one B story to the Bloodline because I mean this past Friday definitely got people talking. You know Dawkins in a suit. That's all you need to do. Everyone else, nah, we've seen it before. So I'm looking forward to that. And you know what? Wouldn't hate seeing Bianca show up in a couple weeks in a suit. But uh, we'll see if they want to go that far. I don't know if they want to turn her, especially because they just did the C4 stuff and she's doing the Slim Jim stuff. But it would be cool. But they they see her in a very like little girls love her type of scenario. And and I get it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain when Kmart puts their foot down. I don't think they're turning Bianca like Bobby Lashley is somebody if you want to put the US title on him to make that like feel elevated I'm cool with that like I I I, I like that Bobby Lashley in any type of featured position I'm for it uh Sheamus is another guy we didn't even really mention but he's he's having bangers uh you know he's always in a, a solid position and has great standing with the WWE audience. So he's someone you could easily slot in and elevate at any point in there. Again, it's not a talent issue. It's just guys need more time outside of the bloodline and maybe Roman off television will give them more time. And you got to make that stuff feel important because yes, there are going to be the detractors who say like, who cares? It's not for the world title. And to that, I say, Nobody was going for this world title anyway because it was all in the bloodline stuff and Roman ain't losing until Roman and Paul Heyman fucking say. So don't just... It's good that more people will have more time if Roman is not there instead of, okay, here we go, bloodline cinema stuff for 45 minutes, which is good, mind you, but I don't think it is a a detriment 
that Roman is is not there and that takes the title out of the picture for the time being. I just think you're honestly more likely to see Roman Reigns doing everything without wrestling. He's cuz he could still he could still do everything except for the spear if he's if he's injured and it's his ribs. It's as easy as that. But we don't know what the injury is. We just know what people are speculating online and what people are saying, "Oh, this must be where it happened" and so on and so forth. If it's if it is what they're saying it is, then uh, the spear is the most impacted move. That's I hope I hope Roman just on just shows up on the jumbotron and just wants the audience to acknowledge him. Doesn't show. Just doesn't show at all. He just wants to be acknowledged. He gets his acknowledgement, and then he's like, "I ain't showing up to your shitty town." Bye. Smackdown up here. Smackdown, <laughs> acknowledge me. Heyman, Heyman's still going to be part of the show. Heyman's going to carry a lot of that stuff, and again, Solo and, and Jay and Jimmy are still going to be part of all of this. But it'd be good to see other people just get more time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have Wes Barkley joining us in about uh, 20 minutes, a little uh, little under 20 minutes here on the show. We're looking forward to talking with Wes at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, let, let's shift gears. Uh, I want to try and give a few minutes to the WWE UFC merger because Endeavor announced that uh, they are planning to close the bid in mid to late September, which is a little bit earlier than most people had suspected. I think uh, Brandon Thurston and WrestleNomics had reported when this whole thing started back in April, uh, when, when it was announced that there would be a merger, that the expectation was the the end of the year, so around December time. But it looks like they're trying to push that to mid to late September. And then everything that comes with the merger uh, is planned to go in effect for better or worse. So you uh, you had the article on Fightful.com. Let's, uh, let's quickly talk about it. The merger's happening, UFC, WWE, and they're all going to be under the Endeavor umbrella as TKO Holdings, TKO Group Holdings, Inc., uh, not 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 blue whale or big whale or whatever the hell people were thinking it was going to be blue whale blue yeah. whale it was never supposed to be that it was always yeah. a big whale or whatever it was always just a, a placeholder name so tko group holdings let's talk about the merger real quick it's big 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 money deal big deal I, what, it was new whale by the way new oh. whale yes i don't what is there to talk about joel and i'm not trying to say this is no, dismissive no. it's we knew it was going to happen in the second half of 2023. Now it's September. Okay, cool. Glad they've kind of finalized when they actually want to do it. And as with any merger, there's going to be cuts and layoffs. Where that's going to be, I don't know. It, it typically means office stuff, but it it could mean talent. Uh, when the UFC was a, kind of acquired by Endeavor, they they didn't pay their top talent as much. That's why you got Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion, walking. But they just signed a bunch of talent. They're doing more shows than ever. There's literally a UFC show every single weekend. They got Dana White's Contender Series. They, they're, they're doing uh, the Ultimate Fighter. That's back. Like It's just show after show after show to the point that you can't keep up with it when it comes to that. But there are going to be office layoffs. when Again, when Endeavor acquired UFC... UFC created positions for like Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes because they were longtime friends of Dana White and Dana wants to keep paying them. And then Endeavor was like, they don't actually do anything. And they they booted them out. That's what you're going to see when it comes to, to this merger. I don't know what it means for, for talent. I don't even want to speculate on that. But any type of merger means cutbacks because they're just going to eliminate people who do the same job at both companies. That's what you're going to see. We always knew this. We always knew it was going to go through. I don't have much more to add. 
let's look beyond the bloodletting. I want to look more at what the opportunities are for UFC and WWE working together on an, under an umbrella. Do we see fighters cross over? Do we see wrestlers who want to cross over? Do we see a cross-branded, maybe not a cross-branded event, but some sort of cross-brand marketing between WWE and UFC? Does it make sense to do that? Would the, would the fans of one appreciate the other? I mean, look at what happened at SummerSlam. Maybe not so much. But the well, point if they is- do it correctly, if they listen to me, Joel, then it'll be fine. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, I mean, I, I want to look on, on a different side other than the, the unfortunate reality that, yes, unfortunately, there will be um, cost-cutting measures. People will lose jobs. And that sucks. I don't like that. Um, but in a, in a world of reality, that let's, let's, let's kind of figure out what's, what's the benefit to doing this beyond the money what can we do to make WWE and UFC suddenly become friends when for the longest time in the, in the ethos, they have always been at each other's throats. I don't think they have been at each other's throats though. Like Dana has always had a certain amount of respect for Vince. He said as much we've seen, I mean, DJ Duke points it out like Brock Lesnar and Ronda should do UFC appearances. I will say that Brock fought at UFC 200 while he was still under a WWE contract. Like, They've worked together in some capacity throughout throughout the years. So I don't think UFC fighters have shown up to WWE events. WWE wrestlers have shown up to UFC events. They've been on the screen. They've spelled Rey Mysterio's name. Uh, like last year, last year in Las Vegas, before this merger went through in everything, you got Nick Khan, Vince, Triple H, literally the night of Money in the Bank, because that was in Las Vegas. They had to move it to a smaller venue because they tried to run the same night as UFC, which was a dumb move. Um, but they, they were at the UFC show that night. I think they've always just kind of been friendly with each other. There's always been some type of respect there. Are we going to see any type of like crossover stuff? I don't think not any more than we already do. I'm sure there'll be similar partners. Maybe you'll see commercials with fighters and wrestlers together or something like that. But I don't think Dana really wants to blend that because as much maybe Dana does have respect for Vince McMahon. I don't think he really, even though UFC has become the most pro wrestling promotion in the world. um, I don't think he likes to be like, he, he still, I feel looks at it as fake. Um, so I don't think he wants to give the impression that UFC is also fake, even though they're trying to book a Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk fight. And then when it comes to WWE, they've always been welcoming to anybody that wants, that wants to come there. Like they, they welcome that if Conor McGregor who tweets about WWE all the time said, yeah, I'll show up. You WWE would open that door. Just here, here's the key. Let's go ahead. Let's give them the the treatment, get the limo, send all that. They'd give them the full red carpet treatment if he wanted that. So I think that's, I don't think much changes on that. I think what what changes, if anything, is we're going to get more, which I don't even know if this is a change. We're going to get more WWE content. We're going to get just more shows, more whatever it might be. Um, And this will have to deal with, whatever their next platform deal is uh, for raw and SmackDown as well. But that's largely what Endeavor has done with UFC is they've just given you more. They've put it more in your face. And I think you'll kind of get that with this, but as far as crossover I, and opportunity and sponsorships, Nick Khan has talked about this. Of like, if we can put a sponsor on the ring, you know, if that makes sense, look, we've seen them do, they're doing slim Jim battle Royals. Uh, they've got rocket mortgage on the, the 
the Tron going around and stuff. Like we're already starting to see that kind of stuff. If they can monetize it, they will monetize it. But I don't think you're going to see like this big like crossover deal um, that kind of already isn't happening. The scheduling will be something. You ain't going to see WWE try to run a big major pay-per-view the same night as a UFC. They're going to have to run the same day because every UFC shows on a Saturday and now every WWE shows on a Saturday, but they'll be up against like fight nights and stuff. It's not going to be like it was last year at money in the bank. Hey, let's run a stadium in Vegas. The same night UFC is running one of their big pay-per-views in Vegas. That didn't make sense. It was stupid. And that didn't work out well for WWE. They're not going to do that again. Do you think that with the Peacock deal coming done in, or at least being potentially done next year, we're going to start seeing the pay-per-view models change again? Or do you think that WWE is going to try and keep the, uh, the original deal? The, you already pay for the streaming service, so five bucks a month is what our pay-per-view is worth to you. I think for now, because that is a completely different... That's the deal they've signed with Peacock. I don't think that has anything to do... I think that's just sort of locked in. Well, I mean, after, I after the Peacock deal ends, if they do... Let's right. say they do not re-sign with Peacock they decide, oh, we're going to go out on our own. You know, they're doing the ESPN Plus stuff with with, uh, with UFC where you pay extra every month for the big UFC card, but you get Fight Night or whatever with your Fight Pass, whatever whatever shows, the smaller shows you get yeah. for, you know, included in your price, but you have the pay-per-views. Those are the $79.99, whatever the price is. Do you see WWE maybe going into a model like that, say with the big five pay-per-views? You got Money in the Bank and Summer Slam and WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, and the Survivor Series if they deem that one to be more important. Could they do that? Or do you think they're going to try and stick to what they have now? I think the big five thing makes sense. I don't think you can do it monthly. I don't think you can ask fans to, like, hey, monthly, 40 bucks, whatever it might be, pay, pay for this not when we're so used to having them for basically $5, $10 if you don't want ads. Um, I I don't think you can ask them to be like, all right, now it's $40 on top of your whatever subscription. That might be asking too much. But for uh, for the big five, maybe. I, I could see them. Th- those would do well if they did that. People are going to pay that for WrestleMania, Rumble, at the very least, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Money in the Bank might be a little tougher, but WrestleMania and Rumble, I think you'll you'll get a good amount uh, of people paying for that. It all depends on what the what the market's like once the Peacock deal comes up. Because I know people who don't like the ESPN deal, and I don't know what the ESPN pay per views do. Because I I I'm, I'm not as familiar with I know the model and everything, but I don't they don't really release the buy rates on that stuff anymore at least not that i keep up with like i like i used to so i don't know how the model like wwe might not care especially if it's just hey here's two billion dollars up front charge what you want wwe is like all right well we got our money like if now if we get a two percent cut of pay-per-view buys even better but it's all the same to us at this point we got our big money up top um i could see them doing Big five. I don't think they will do anything more than that. But look, Nick Khan, man, Nick Khan's going to get as much money out of everything that he can. If that's the right deal for them, that's the right deal. I do think when it comes to the the business of Nick Khan, there's a reason why he's in this position. And there's a reason why WWE has made the money they've made since he's come along. I know there's 
we like to judge the on-screen product and stuff. And the on-screen product's gotten better uh, over, over the years with, with Triple H. There's some things that could change, but like you can't look, you can't discredit the actual money that they're making. Like people certainly like to use it against them. Like, okay, why are you releasing these people? Or why doesn't more people, why doesn't more of this money go to the talent? I agree with all of that. But Nick Khan's gotten them in this position regardless of because they were making all this money when Vince was still running and, and nobody liked the the creative that was on television. Uh, Nick Khan's gotten this gotten them in this position with these deals that we just don't keep up with as much because that's not an area that I pay too much attention to. But when it comes to like sponsorships and just nego and, and rights deals and all of this kind of stuff, like he's the one at the forefront of all that. I'm thinking about the way that they do their earnings, WWE, and the way that they announce their earnings. And every everything is bigger than the next in terms of money and, and how they, uh, they can show quarter after quarter that the, they have substantial growth. And that makes me, that kind of makes me wonder, are they going to focus on one, one thing and then move to the other? In other words, are they going to focus on getting the ads that they get and using those ads as the, the reason why they made so much money one quarter or one year, let's say, and then move over to a pay-per-view model that gets them more money in the next year. So basically a staggered approach where they don't do everything up front. They're not going to get a record revenue based on ads. And then the next year record revenue based on pay-per-view. I wonder if that is something of a theory worth exploring or navigating for WWE. I think it is. I think it's tough to figure out what they may or may not do until a couple of things. One, the Peacock deal is up because right now they're, they're locked into the Peacock deal for the next couple of years. And I don't think that business model is going to change. Maybe they could, they have a way there so they can change it, but then you run the risk of upsetting your fan base. And look, Nick Khan is again, smart man. I've listened to enough Nick Khan interviews where he knows that yes, the WWE consumer, they will spend the money. It's been proven, but they also want to make sure that they have that money to spend. Look, WWE ticket sales are good. They're really good right now, but they're also good because they're not pricing themselves out of a lot of these markets. Like their, their ticket prices are fairly reasonable. From, from what I've seen. It's like, yeah, okay, if you want the, the higher price stuff, you can get the higher price stuff. But if you just want to have a night out with the family and stuff, there's affordable seats for the entire family. They run a lot of package deals and stuff. I think Nick Khan is smart enough to know, like, hey, we're kind of charging everybody five bucks for, for Peacock and you get everything. Now we're going to ask you to spend 40 bucks. Like you run the risk of price. They went to this model in the first place. Right. Like they went to this model for a reason in the first place. And it's because pay-per-view buys were just kind of sinking and they were sinking for a number of different reasons. AW has shown that you can still do some strong pay-per-view numbers in in 2023. And certainly when you have like big boxing MMA fights, uh, you can do good pay-per-view numbers as well. But WWE went to this model for a reason and it's because the the pay-per-view market was down and they thought this was the better option so it's tough to think about this stuff until one the peacock deal is up because i don't think they're exploring anything until then two they don't have their rights for raw and smackdown figured out yet and i think until we see how that plays out it's tough to think of oh what happens with kind of the pay-per-view model because what if raw 
ends up, what if that becomes a Peacock exclusive? I don't know. What if SmackDown ends up on what well, Amazon? Amazon's the one that Nick Khan is always praising and stuff. I thought about this, Joel. I'm Raw this on Twitch. Raw on Twitch. No, stop it. Do you still check the uh, Raw sidecast or have you given yes. up on that? No, I, I watched. I, I didn't watch. I checked in this past week. They were talking about uh, anime, Oppenheimer, and the weather. No, that sounds I'm dead super serious. interesting. I'm, de- I'm dead serious. That's what they were talking about. And the, the audio is still god-awful, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll continue talking about this deal. We, we got our guest with us. Joel, do the introduction. I mean, I, if they're ready, they can give me a thumbs up. All right, well, they are ready. Ladies and gentlemen, the AIW Intense Champion. One half of Rip City Shooters. Oh, he's got the belt. I love it. Ladies, gentlemen, I, I mean, what else can you say? The dude is the dude. He is Maserati. He is Wes Barkley. How you doing, Wes? Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on early in the day, too. I got the caffeine going, and I'm ready to rock. So, Thanks for joining us, Wes. Really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Wes, so- so I will peel back the curtain here. Uh, we usually send the link out. We try to give you enough heads up with, with the link. But sometimes I, oh, especially when I'm operating in DMs, I yeah. send it like 15 minutes before. Wrestlers, usually notoriously late. Some of them have been early. But Wes is like, I don't have the link. Like, everything good? I was like, I got you here. But you yeah. are ready. I appreciate the enthusiasm that last night you're like, I, I need the link. I'm ready to go. Hey, I'm strictly business. There's, you know, we call this professional wrestling at the end of the day. And you kind of just summed it up. There's a lot of unprofessional punks out there. So I'm trying to change that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank Wes, you. I wanted, to, I wanted to open with the the free show that is happening this weekend in AIW. It's part of a Main Street Festival. And yep. you're going to be there. I like. I, I live in Ohio. Um, I'm probably about 20 minutes away from, from where this is. Assuming the weather holds, I would like to come out there. But that is the concern with this event is from what I've seen on the weather is yeah. – uh, Cloudy forecast there, but tell us about uh, the Main Street Festival and being part of this and the free show with AIW. Saturday, be there, be square, Main Street Festival, North Canton, Ohio. This is our third year doing it. Um, you never know what can happen. Uh, let's get into the you know small stuff. There's four shows. First one starts at 11, and then every hour or two, they keep running with the last show being at 5 o'clock. So, again, like you mentioned, it's all free. You get to see the best wrestling in Ohio, the best wrestling in Cleveland, uh, there's nowhere else to be Saturday. So if you want to check out AIW, you live in the Ohio area, you live in surrounding states, be there. But a little secret, um, well, not a secret. It's, it happened last year, but this is why you can't miss it. Uh, the DX, a.k.a. Name Redacted Army, was reformed. That's myself, Maserati West West Barkley, the intense icon Joshua Bishop, and none other than DX army og hornswoggle got together got the glow sticks got the green and we tore down north canton and and it was amazing so you never know what can happen that was my favorite moment from last year so this year's stack show as well i'm looking forward to it yeah i'm gonna try to to come out there assuming the the weather holds i like that it's an all-day thing and if you are in the uh ohio area it's it is come for the wrestling, but there's a lot going on. It's a big kind of, kind of festival with a lot of different shops and uh, parades yeah. and stuff happening. So it's a it's a big deal uh, out there. But yeah, I got my kettle corn guy. I'm gonna say what's up to him. There's some people making some jewelry and stuff. We're gonna check it out. I told him I need a custom 
intense champion necklace. So we'll see if they got it done. I gave him a little heads up. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's an awesome walkthrough. Check out a little wrestling and then get on your way or stay for the whole show. There's a photo going around from your last match at Absolution in AEW. When you, uh, when you won that title, that intense title. Yes, sir. Photo of Derek Dillinger basically suplexing you on a bunch of chairs on your oh, yeah. Uh, first of all, how does I, obviously how does that feel? But also, uh, are you are you a fan of, of those incredible you know moves like that, doing stuff like that in the ring? I am a hardcore legend. If that's what you're getting at, I want everybody to know that I'm fightful, overbooked. I am a hardcore legend. There you go. But um, yeah, I mean, like to get to be honest, like Derek Dillinger held this belt for over 300 days, right? Me holding this for probably, I don't know, it's been a month maybe since then. I don't want to lose this. It took me five years to win this belt, and I don't want to lose it. So Derek Dillinger, he's sick in the head. We got to get that out of the way. But he is one of the best, if not the best wrestlers in the Midwest, and he didn't want to lose the belt. So he had to do anything it took to try to beat me. But um, he didn't get the job done, and I got the win. And to be completely honest, I was feeling that for a couple weeks. You know, it was pretty brutal. But, yeah, that was pretty nasty. Um, not enough people saw it, I think. You know what I mean? That was pretty crazy. You don't see stuff like that often. So uh, I felt it, and I felt it for a couple of days after. But I needed to get through that to become the champ. So that was pretty nasty, though. That's yes, 100%. You gotta you, you've taken – oh, go ahead, Joel. No, I said you got to give that back now. Well, so there is a rematch that's going to be coming out here soon. I don't know when it's going to air, but on Fight TV, Fight Plus, the Bill Alfonso Hardcore Tournament, uh, the annual second year, this show is, I'm not going to lie, this show, it was outside the last two years at the Ashtabula County Fairgrounds. This year, it was a little rainy, so they brought us into a barn, but the whole city of Ashtabula came out, and they were rowdy, so... The internet's not the best out there, so we have it live to tape, and that should be out soon, and that is my first title defense, the rematch against Derek Dillinger in an Ashtabula County bull rope match, and that is something you don't want to miss. But you don't want to miss the whole tournament. They had John Wayne Murdoch in it. They had Tim Donst in it. They had uh, Mance Warner in it. Sleeper Chuck Stone was in it. My brother Joshua Bishop was in it, and... uh, Ziggy was in it. Dominic Greeny was in it. You know, a stacked lineup, a lot of different styles, and it's something you definitely got to check out. So that was my first official title defense. I think Saturday they're going to be a little more uh, regular style wrestling matches, so I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, Derek Dillinger, he's beating the shit out of me every time I've been in the ring with him. Am I allowed to swear in here? Sorry. Yes. You are now. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. A, a bull run. Are you wrestling yeah. in a barn? Oh, yeah. So this was, you know, and I said it in the promo leading up to it. I said, we're going past the chickens. We're going past the pigs. We're going all the way to the back where they keep those bulls. And we're going to pull that bull rope down. And I am the bull rope legend, too. I I don't want to say legend. I'm just going to say I'm undefeated in bull rope matches. I went against the Duke last year at WrestleRager, the biggest party of the summer coming up August 26th in Lakewood, Ohio. That's a show you don't want to miss. Uh, it's just rowdy, and I went against the Duke, and those bull rope matches, I'm going to be honest, they suck. The bull rope's tripping you up. You never know when you can get hit with the cowbell. Derek Dillinger hit me right here. I had a goose egg for three days, just side of my head. I wrestled in New Jersey at ETU the next day, and they were like, what happened to your head? I'm like, you'll see it when it comes out of fight. So bull rope matches are a whole different breed himself, but I'm 2-0 and on them. So. You wrestled Dillinger last year in the Bill Alfonso. Yeah, for round one, round one. 
And that match is pretty funny too because well, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh no, no. I, you have you have a pretty intense, uh, you know. Shout out to the title uh, rivalry with, with Dillinger because you you wrestled them in a in a fans bring the weapons match. You just you just beat him for the title. Another yeah. match with uh with him coming up in this tournament, but just overall working with Dill- Derek Dillinger. Besides the fact that he drops you on your head on a bunch of chairs. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Honestly, he doesn't get enough love. I said that you know, in other interviews and in the the build up to it, you know, the promos and whatnot, because it's true. He's getting a shout out at West Coast Pro. I know he's gonna absolutely kill it against Starboy Charlie. That's gonna be a great match to check out. Um but Derek just doesn't get enough credit. You know, he's been killing it for years all over the Midwest and he goes and he makes you remember his name. He'll knock you out, he'll throw you around and he's doing stuff that no one else is doing. Um so I really feel like I kinda hit a a, a different level in my career right after COVID, I kind of start hitting at different, you know, cylinders and whatnot. And we had the Chandler Biggins Memorial tournament, which meant a lot to me, you know, Chandler Biggins being there when I first started, always being an advocate for me and him never getting to see me wrestle, unfortunately. But um, for that tournament, um, well, we did the go for broke show during the pandemic. It was a no fan show, great storyline and great storytelling. And it ended up being me and Derek in the finals and I won it. And that was the most major win at that point in my career. And so that was huge for me. But ever since then, Derek Dillinger's had that iceberg on his shoulder trying to get back at me. So at the year, two years later, we wrestled at the Bill Alfonso tournament, which is a great match. Me and him out there in the Ashtabula County Fairgrounds. Um, Ultra Mantis Black and Nightmare Freddy, Doug Gilbert wrestled right after us. And they were doing some similar stuff. So you could throw us right in the wing and this will work, but you could also throw us right at WrestleMania and this will work too. So we could do all the different styles, but um, yeah, finally it felt amazing to finally get that win over Derek Dillinger because he's been beating me up for too long. <laughs> I'm going to throw a two-parter at you because we just talked about fans bring the weapons matches. Oh yeah. So first of all, you're going into a match like that. What's your feeling? Because you obviously, you know, fans are bringing the weapons. You don't know what you're going to get. And number two, if you're a fan, and you have to do a fans bring the weapons match, what are you going to bring for someone else to beat up their opponent with? Great questions. I'm writing this down so I don't forget the first part. We're going to the weapon first. Second, sorry. I saw, this is just, this is just live, and I, you know, you got to be able to secure the goods if you're going to bring this, right? So I was walking the other day. I would bring one of those guys that holds the little sign out, you know, like the little green guy that they do to direct traffic. I bring him probably with some barbed wire around him. And, I, you know, I don't know how I'd get it in the venue. <laughs> These fans are crazy. They bring some forks and shit. I don't know how they come up with this stuff. I don't have that much time to be making arts and crafts, but I'll rip that off the street. Shh, don't tell anybody. Wrap it in barbed wire. Then we'll send that out there. But for me to be in a fans bringing the weapons, all right, I'm not trying to be dropping names, right? But my first fans bring the weapons match was against Nick Gage. Left me laying, busted open, bleeding, stole my watch. I got the watch back. I got in the other room. I can grab it if we got enough time. But that was my first match as a fans bring the weapons. So I'm kind of like hardened up and, you know, I'm callous to the fans bring the weapons. So that's one thing that really made me, you know, always be spontaneous and be ready to rock. And honestly, I don't know if AIW management is too happy with me, but I kind of treat any match like a fan's bringing the weapons. If I see a fan with a beer, it's getting smoked over your head. Shh, ref, <laughs> don't tell anybody. You know what I mean? I, if you're wrestling Nick Gage in your first one, yeah, that's throwing, getting thrown right into the deep end immediately oh, yeah. going yeah. against Gage. Um, thinking of guys who, who hit hard and, and bring the intensity, you team with Josh Bishop, who 
is one of the nicest guys, but then you get him in the ring and he's one of the meanest guys. Yeah. My favorite thing about Bishop, and we've had him on the show a couple of times, is you know he kind of does the fist pound with, to the fans' ringside. He will break your hand, oh, yeah. and he has no regrets about that. But just working with with Josh Bishop and being teammates with him of like, I got this dude kind of kind of watching my back if if things get out of line here. Yeah, I mean, I'm the number one trash talker in wrestling, and <laughs> usually the trash talk goes up when I'm with Big Josh because you know, come here, I got Big Man with me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're just you summed it up perfectly. Fans sometimes look for it, and sometimes fans next time are not throwing it. But just getting a tag from them. You know, sometimes I try to hide that, you know, but <laughs> honestly, like, no, Josh is amazing. He, he's done some stuff in the ring that I've never seen anybody do. He's thrown people to new heights, literally. And um, he's crazy. Honestly, he's crazy. Like, there was a time where I, to get him fired up, I would lock him in a closet for 24 hours, even though the match wasn't a Monsters Ball match. He would just ask to do it. And I would, Josh, you're up. And he'd come out like Goldberg. And, you know, who's next? Go ahead. Oh, one of my favorite <laughs> matches. One of my favorite matches this year uh, was from um, AW, and, and I'll forget the the name of the show. But it was sure. it was you, Dillinger, I, as usual. He seems to be in all of these. Joey Janela, Paul London, um, four way match from earlier this year. What was it like working with, with Paul London? Because he didn't do too many shots. He certainly yeah. not then. And then Janela doesn't come into to AIW too often. So him being there. Like again, that was one of my favorite matches this year. Yeah, what was that, that, like? that was awesome. That was in February. Um, Join the Swarm was the name of the show in oh, Akron. Yeah, and um, Akron, it's been hit or miss with me, but lately it's been a lot of hits because I started off there. They didn't really like me. And just three years of grinding it out, they started to like me. And that match, you know, is really what fired me up this year because last year I had some great moments that we might hit on, we might not. But I beat Matt Cardona last year, which was huge for me. He cut my hair. Then I got revenge on his partner who brought the – freaking Clippers out, Brian Myers. So two huge wins for me. That was uh, November and December. January was whatever. And then February, I get the shot for the intense title, right? So you got Paul London, like you mentioned, which not making a lot of things. We did a little seminar the day before. And he was he was awesome, always gave me great feedback, but then I kind of hit him. He goes, wait, you used to have longer hair. Now your hair's short. He's like, we're wrestling tomorrow. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have told you all those, you know, all the stuff. So I had a little leeway there. But again, he's unpredictable. He's one unpredictable dude. Um, Derek was in it. Derek Dellinger, who was on a hot streak. And Joey Janela, who is a former intense champ, but he's also crazy. Joey Janela, he's unpredictable. So going into that, I was ready to win the belt. I, you know, the odds were in my favor because I could pin three people instead of just one. But that match ended up being bonkers we went out in the crowd we're getting crazy people are getting hit with doors i'm busted open paul london grabs a trash bag he starts swinging around the trash man and honestly that match really gave me some momentum even though i lost and that not only did i lose but Derek dillinger curb stopped me into this belt and it really fired me up to win the uh, belt this year but um that match was awesome uh it was my first time in there with joey it was first time in there with paul as well but just kind of getting to wrestle with those guys and the unpredictability and just kind of going with the flow. You know, it was, it was an awesome experience and it was, uh, it was crazy. So definitely check that match out. Janela was, was talking of like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought I was insane. And then London comes in there and he's like, this guy is out 
basically insaning me. And I know at one point Janela just takes a seat. He's like, I just needed a break. I oh, yeah. just try to get away. Yeah, Joey everything. was hiding in the crowd drinking a beer. Yeah. yeah, that was good. And Paul Leonard was beating the shit out of me. And then someone put someone to sleep and there was a pillow. So, you know, this thing went crazy. So that match is definitely one to check out. But, yeah, Paul London, he came in. You thought he was going to be doing some SmackDown stuff. And he just turned it up to 11 and a half and went crazy. So, that was an awesome experience. Paul London's a great dude. He just got announced yesterday for the JT Lightning Invitational in September. Uh, if you're in the Cleveland area, September 15th and 16th, don't miss that out. 24 contestants. I'm in it to win it. That's well, on my birthday. That, that, oh. The tournament's on my birthday. I should Hell yeah. that out there. I'm, I'm about yeah. 40 minutes away. From okay. So. Yeah, two days. Right, there's, there a place, there's a place where you um, have been trying to be in it to win it, but you haven't been lately. Uh-oh. You wow, Joel. Up. Hold on, Joel. Why are you why are you setting I'm up undefeated? Like that? Joel, I'm undefeated. All right. In, if it didn't go my in, way, they were probably Will pulling you? the hair or they cheated, grabbed the tights, maybe did you know illegal maneuvers. I'm talking to the commission. Whatever company it is, I'm talking to the commission getting overturned. Just getting killed. Well, you started uh, you, you started appearing here in my neck of the woods. I'm up in Toronto. Oh working up in Greek Town Wrestling, which for a, a long time has been my home base for yeah interviews and wrestling and everything uh but you're you're winless here at greek town you're Sheesh. gonna be facing I mean, tough in about yeah. 10 days part of the greek town cup uh talk to me about it talk to me about working here in canada working at greek town and working puff all right so i love coming up to canada and i love working for greek town you've pretty much hit it on the head an amazing company when i was training to be a pro wrestler, right? I would get on the road with some guys. I, I messed my back up, right? So I was on the injury reserve list for a minute. And uh, I still hopped in cars and got any company I you know, could go and show face and just kind of check it out. And I went to a couple of different companies and I went to Greek Town probably seven years ago, right? And this is when um, there was Jock Sampson versus Sonny Kiss in a blindfold match. And it was one of my favorite matches. I couldn't, I couldn't talk about Greek Town without mentioning that. And I always tell them. Um, but that was one of my favorite matches, but it was a great show. It was in Toronto. Fans were rowdy. People are drinking beers. It was a Sunday. It was just an awesome show. So I said, I want to wrestle here one day. So I talked to Channing a little bit then just, you know, asking for advice starting out and whatnot. It was actually about being in the tag team. Cause I was like, Hey, me and this dude, my tag, you got any advice? And he gave me some great advice. So then, um, we got some opportunities and I reached out to them. I came out and I did a show in Hamilton in London. Amazing experiences. I had to come back to Cleveland that Saturday, so I didn't get a wrestle in Toronto. And then the last time I was up there, we did a four-day tour, which was Hamilton, London, Toronto, and ended in Waterloo. And the stats say I won 0 for 4, right? But Space Monkey, he cheated. He's got the tail. You know, I pinned him three. Rip Ham- Rip Impact, I almost called him Rip Hamilton because it was in Hamilton. The <laughs> Hamilton hero, they called me the Hamilton hater. He was grabbing the tights. That's overturned. Uh, me and Bill Collier, he, you know, he grabbed my – he was pulling the hair the whole match. Toronto loved it, though. So there's some Toronto total pieces of trash out there. And then Sunday against Jock Sampson, you know how that went. He, he was I, – I don't even know where to start. Low blow, eye poke, he did all the above. So – I'm glad you brought it up because next Saturday, the 19th, I cannot wait to get up to Greektown, get back to Toronto, and it is the Greektown Cup, a.k.a. I'm going to smoke Puff in the first round, put whoever you want in the second, because I'm proving that I'm the Greektown GOAT. You heard it here first. Those are big Joel, words. Joel, are you going? Joel, are you yeah, going you to the gonna show? Be there? 
I guess I have to now. I got to cheer on our boy. Wes, will you Let's punch go. him in the face? Because that no, was not a great me, I got line of questioning. Jeremy. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I guess no, you're right, Jeremy. No, no, no. no. Yeah. We yeah. have to talk about this for a second. They're calling you the Hamilton hater. And you know what? I stand by you for that. If there's one thing people know, it's that I am a Hamilton hater. Very oh, yeah. well known. Chat will tell you as well. Yeah. So I, I got it. You know what? There are like haters that. in Hamilton. Every town they were hating on me. I didn't. I don't know why. I wore my USA gear. I was just representing. You know, I tried a USA chant. They didn't like it. Whatever. They're I was just awesome. trying to represent. But yeah, I've been getting cheated. That's another reason why I cut my hair is to, uh, you know, I've been getting it pulled. So I was thinking about even dyeing it blonde so the ref could see when the guy's grabbing it. But I think this would suffice. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to that and I'm leaving with the Greek Town Cup. You know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Now I got to cheer him on. I'm sorry. Jeremy. Let's go. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, though. Like, you're probably going to be the only person cheering. So I appreciate it, but just be ready. You know, I got your back, but it might be me and you against 400 people. So now just, we just, got it. I'll hit him with the cup. You know? Well, no. So, so I'll pull the curtain back a little bit for Greek Town. Where you guys wrestle at that church, the, where y'all dress, I'm usually posted across in the kitchen okay. doing interviews. So All I right. get to watch a lot of the matches because I'm usually yeah. sitting there with my producer just hanging out. So let's uh, get one. Let's get I'm one. Gonna have to, I'm going to have to pull you out. So, so I'll talk, right. talk to the Let's people. do it. But we'll yeah. Wes, Wes, let me tell you. Joel, he's Canadian. I, oh, Canadian's so nice. Uh, no, he's gonna turn on you. Turn. You gotta get him first. You gotta punch him first. You you heard that line of questioning. You've no. You've never won here. You, you haven't had much success here. He, he's not. He's not actually nice. He's setting you You're up. You gotta punch him first. What are you gonna do? You're onto something. Me? Are you gonna suspend me, Jeremy? And the whole media world's gonna come after you for suspending me for talking the truth? No. I'll be no. back the next day. Just. Oh, us Ohio guys got to stick together. Hell yeah. I'm always yeah. two steps ahead. You know, I kind of let my guard down a little bit, but I got to put these Versace walls back up just in case. <laughs> I'm Fair. telling you, go ahead. Just punch them. It, you'll, it'll work out better. It'll work out better for you. Wow. Um, you, you wrestled uh, for AW um, yeah. last year. Yes, uh, sir. Wolstein, Wolstein Center. I was at that event, and I, I popped when I, when I saw you there. Uh, Appreciate like, it. Oh, shit. Wes, let's go. Yeah. Um, what was that experience like? Honestly, top to bottom, amazing experience. So the first time I worked for AEW was in January of, I think last year, the year before, just an extra backstage, took it all in. It was wild, you know? And then this time, I uh, actually got to wrestle in the dark match against Dante Martin. I um, hope he heals up soon. He was He's an amazing competitor. Um, yeah, he's he's got all the potential in the world, and, you know, he's doing stuff no one else can do. But it was it was pretty wild. I was the first person to go out, you know. It was, like, the first match, and I was the first entrant. So, you know, they don't really – you don't really know too much. You're there, and you're kind of just seeing. And then they put my name on the board. They said, Wes Barkley, you're out first. I said, it's go time, you know. So I went to catering, ripped a little bit of catering, cut people in line, might have some heat backstage. You know, I got my guys backstage, but maybe I got some heat too, whatever. So went out there. I actually uh, finished school at Cleveland State University. So it was kind of full circle to wrestle at the Wolstein Center. It was pretty an amazing experience. But it was it was awesome. You know, top to bottom. The match was only probably four minutes, but um, I gave it all I got. And I might have got overzealous and Dante picked up the win. But it was amazing to be in Cleveland. It was amazing to get the response, the Maserati chance. That was very cool. Um, not going to lie, I don't get nervous often, but I was pretty nervous. Um, would love to go back, you know, hoping we can work some stuff out in the future. I know they're coming back to Cleveland. We'll see what happens there. Um, after that, too, got some great 
opportunities. You know, got to go to Game Changer Wrestling after that. A couple different companies brought me in after that too, which was awesome. But yeah, I mean, AEW is an amazing company and I'd love to get back there. And they treated me amazing both times. And that was just me doing, you know, just being an extra and doing a dark match. So got to meet some talent. Christian Cage is awesome. I couldn't do this if you bring that up he was probably the coolest dude he um gave me some great advice backstage that it's just wild how you know because i told him hey i'm nervous you know i'm going out there first match you know you got any advice and instead of some other guys that were just like oh you do your best kid and keep moving he kind of broke some stuff down and he was talking about when he wrestled the undertaker he's like yeah when i was in a match against the undertaker you know he kind of looked at me like you know who taker is i'm like uh yeah you know and i'm like this ain't on that level brother but i appreciate <laughs> you know you bringing that up so it was uh <laughs> it was it was awesome though for him to you know actually go out of his way and you know give me a little speech instead of just you know other people were just looking cuz you know i come out like there's no one really with style like me. I brought the sequins back to pro wrestling. I brought the glitz and glamour black. You know, I'm the the flamboyant wrestler. Sure, I got the tassels and whatnot on. But, you know, I still can punch you in the face and, you know, do some stuff you didn't expect or get hardcore. So when people were looking at me backstage with the tassels, they were kind of like dust in the eye. Again, you know, might have been because I cut people in catering, so I had heat. But, um, yeah, I mean, just top to bottom, amazing experience. I got to give a shout-out to Britt as well, Britt Baker. Uh, she trained at AIW when I was first coming in and we've always had a great relationship. Um, super grateful for her. She definitely pulled some strings on that. And, um, awesome moment with her was actually last year when she came to AIW. I don't know if you're going to get that. I'll go on if you want me to go on. Oh no, I I was going to say I was there. Uh, I was gone for the gold last year. And, uh, we, we, I talked to Dominic Garini last week and he was kind of given a little behind the scenes on that. And, her music, they, they were thinking of playing um, the, the I forget the name of the song that she used in AIW. It was like an Iron Man or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Iron Man. And Garini's like, no, you got to play her AEW theme. So everybody sure. pops. And I was there with my wife. And my wife like jumped to the to the building or to the roof when she heard the, the theme. Uh, but yeah, Garini was talking about that. She donated all her meet and greet money to, to everybody. And like she didn't even want to get paid. She donated all that to everybody in oh, the yeah. match. Uh, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. You can, you can talk more about that. But well, it's just like, it's part. crazy to think too, because it's like I've had had these moments in my career right like you obviously have like your first match where it's like wow that was pretty sweet but you know i just i just wanted to keep going then winning the biggins cup was huge we won the tag team belts after which was an awesome experience as well then you have like wrestling for aew that was an amazing experience reaction wise being in that type of stadium wise you know and then you have like uh uh this moment which was just surreal right so we had the match it turned into it was Dom against Cardona, and then Philly and Marino came out, messed it up, and then me and Josh came out, made the save, and then we were going to cut Cardona's hair, which was epic. And then Chelsea Green gave us the low blow, which she still got a receipt. I don't know where she's at now. Just kidding. I see you on Raw. I saw you there. Um, and then Britt to come out, the building exploded, and I've never been a part of something like that ever and that was just surreal to feel it in the goosebumps and if you watch it back you can even see it on her face like how awesome it was for her to return and do that and i'm so grateful she did that for us and we got a tag with her and just to be a part of that was amazing so that was probably one of my like highlights like top five highlights in pro wrestling so i'm seeing a photo here pre-show good luck charm you got some sushi on the oh table. yeah what are we eating here because i'm a i'm a i love a sushi a sushi man what are we eating so whenever I get sushi at different places, right, I'm always eating the day before show, right? And uh, whenever I get sushi, I always get a California roll, right? Just because that's kind of my tester. 
right? Like if you if you can do a Cali roll, you're set. But if you mess up a Cali roll, it's like, dang, why are we getting the rest of them, right? So I love yellowtail. I love like a yellowtail with a little scallion or you know a little garlic on top. So that's another one of mine, yellowtails. Then I'm just ripping the sashimi. I let the chef do it up sometimes, you know, the chef sampler, and I'll rip, you know, tons of pieces of that. Josh Prohibition, shout out to Josh Prohibition. He has a spot here where we live because he lives really close to me, and it's $25 all-you-can-eat sushi. So when he puts the bat call out there, I'll always be there, and then Josh has been coming. And Josh, the thing about JB is he didn't start off a sushi guy. We had to get him hip to it. So he ordered like 20,000 rolls of uh, spicy tuna, and he starts ripping it, and he's looking at me like, see, I'm all about diversity too. Let me tell you that. Like I got to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And when you got the all-you-can-eat, you can do it all. But he – um he got all these spicy tunas and he's probably like a quarter, maybe, maybe less than a quarter way through. And he kind of looks at me. It's like, <clears throat> I'm like, you good? Like I've seen this dude eat unreal amounts of food and kind of look at me like, I can't finish it. Is that all right? I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like you're good. You know? And he's like, no, I got to finish it. Like this was uh before a show, some shitty show we went to in uh, like four or five years ago, right when I was starting out, he got a gargantuan from Jimmy John's double meat and like made it extra. And he was like one butt life. He was like, bless. I don't think I can finish it. I'm like, dude, you're good. He almost yacked, whatever. But back to the sushi. So uh, he's eating all these <laughs> tuna and he's like looking at me like, dude, I don't think I can finish it, which I was like, dude, you're good. But then we look on the menu and it's like, since it was all you can eat, it's like, if you don't eat at all, you get charged the way out what you got. So I had a kayfabe and put it on a napkin and go to the bathroom and dump them out and just come out smooth. And then he got out of there, but then he started coming around and diversifying it. But he tried this mackerel, Josh prohibition. You know what I'm talking about? Josh made him try this mackerel and JB was like, you know, yak. And it was the nastiest thing. There's a video of it. That's super secret, but yeah, he's starting to come around with it, but yeah, I'm, I'm open to try anything. I like the, uh, J pro also got me hip on the little salmon row, the little eggs. Those are pretty fire too. You throw those on something. So I'm open to whatever, you know what I mean? Like I love sushi though. I like going to spots where they got their own little rolls and do it up. But, uh, yeah. What's your favorite roll? Uh, I mean, a California roll is great. A spicy salmon roll is always good. Yeah. Uh, Here they do the Philly rolls. Philly with the cream cheese, yeah. Cream cheese in it once in a while. Yeah. That's good. Man, yeah. now we're, we're going to have to go. Uh, we're going to have to find an all-you-can-eat spot in Toronto for you. That's where Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. I mean, I might move to Toronto after I win the Greek Town Cup. By all- <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if you can afford the rent here, then God bless. I think that's part of the thing. That's part of the thing. If I win the Cup, they're giving me a, a penthouse suite. <laughs> they rent you a room in the church. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> it's a good location. That's right. Yeah. Wes, la- last one for you. Uh, is that a witch witch cup? I, I respect that. It um, is. You're the second yeah. person to notice that. I just got this randomly. <laughs> it's the biggest cup. It's like a half gallon. I rip like 20 of these a day. I'm all about yeah. my water. So I just <laughs> the biggest cup I had. And people are like, witch witch. I'm going to be honest. I've never had witch witch before. You just have the cup? Oh, yeah. I mean, they they do have they just giant cups. You get them for like free. Uh, yeah, if you just like purchase the the sandwich. Yeah, so yeah someone gave to... me this, and I was like, that's fine. <laughs> uh, last one, Be, being from Ohio, we get a bad rap here in Ohio. Sometimes deserved, sometimes deserved. Let's be honest. But uh, yeah. a, a good thing about Ohio, maybe a spot that nobody knows about. Uh, maybe um, you know, a good experience that you've had besides the wrestling, but a good thing about Ohio. Wow, that's uh, that's loaded. Let's see here. Um, people love their sports, so diehard Browns. Um, not always the best team, 
The Guardians are pretty sick, too. Let me think. That's a good question. I mean, what? I've been here my whole life, so maybe that's why I'm a little jaded, and I'm just kind of in the routine right now trying to you know, get a, get a deal or something with this wrestling. So I've been laser-focused on that. But, ah, man, let me think about that. Let's see. Um, the weather is really what makes Ohio people Ohio, right? And I'm, this might not be the answer people are looking for. You know, if they just came for a week and I got 10 spots you can go to and you can have fun, you get Mitchell's ice cream, go to the spot downtown town hall, eat pretty good, check out, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, check out a Browns game, Guardians game, uh, Cavs game, you know, just sports, sports are centric. But the weather is really what makes people, right? So right now it's hot as shit here. Excuse my language. 90 degrees, right? The summers wouldn't be the summers if it wasn't for these nine months of winter, right? So we get cold here in Cleveland. It gets windy. People are grinding. They're all hard workers here, and it's because of that weather. So that's who I do it for. I do it for the people putting in 40, 50, 60 hours a week, the blue collar that spend their 20, 25 bucks, come to an AIW show. I lay it out all for them, right? I do it for the grinders. So I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of first thing that came off my mind. Again, I'm ripping a ton of coffee right now, so I'm all over the place. And I'm just thinking about Saturday, North Canton. That's the place to be. There you go, AIW. This Saturday, North Canton, Main Street. Uh, It's free. It's all day. Again, not only do you get wrestling, you get a bunch of other events and shops as well. There you go. The intense title right there. Wes Barkley will be there. Josh Bishop will be there. Dominic Greeny as well. PME. Uh, Just wrestling all throughout the day. Wes, we appreciate you joining us today. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Twitter, at Wes Barkley. Instagram, at Maserati Wes. If you want a promo or a shout-out, there's no one better than me on Cameo. Let me tell you that straight up. So go on Cameo.com slash Wes Barkley. I think it's like 15 bucks. I'll cut a great promo for you, $100 for a marketing campaign. You want me to do a green screen video and review your business, hit me up on the DMs. That's a different story for a different day. But thank you guys for having me on. Joel, I'll see you in Canada next week. You yeah. better be cheering or we're going to have beef. And Jeremy, I will see you Saturday in North Canton, That's right. August 26th, AIW, WrestleRager 7, biggest party of the summer. Don't miss that. And September, JT Lightning Invitational Tournament, the best tournament in all pro wrestling, 24 of the best competitors across the U.S. and beyond. I can't leak any secrets, but keep your eyes peeled. We got some big names coming. I want Paul London in the first round. You brought him up. I'm going to smoke his ass in the first round. Um, but yeah, Saturday, North Can, no other wrestling in Ohio to be at except there. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I appreciate it. We in the weeds right now, baby. Wes, thank Thank you so much. Wonderful time. Thank you. Thank you, Wes. Really appreciate it. I'll hopefully see you, uh, this weekend. Let's go. Stay in touch, guys. All right. Thanks. Appreciate you having me on. Do I stay on here or do I got to log off? I I will, I will click you off. All right. Uh, All right. There we go. Wes Barkley. Oh, what a great guy. I really appreciate him, him joining us. Yeah. He, he messaged me last night. He's like, I got the link. Like, are we good? I was like, yeah, I usually, again, I send it like 15 minutes before. So this is people are showing up early, but I, I love the enthusiasm. He brought the enthusiasm for this as well. And I am going to have to, to make it out to uh, the main street show this weekend. If I, if I get a chance, you know, family, family stuff, but otherwise I'm gonna try to take the family. They don't know yeah. that yet, but I'm trying Probably, to take, yeah. take the kids to some wrestling. 
I'm trying to do that too. Probably in September, there's another uh, another group that runs out here called Junction City, and Junction City does shows in the afternoons. So it's a lot more uh, kid friendly and kid uh, inclusive because a the area and b they do outdoors. So I'm gonna try to do the same. But yes, Greek Town. I I didn't do the last show because I had some stuff that came up. So hopefully Tim and I will be able to do this round uh, for Greek Town, especially because Wes is there. Because let's face it. He's real good people. He's uh, gonna, I'm trying to get him to punch you. I know your plans, Joel. He ain't going to do that. No. Because he here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a nice guy, Jeremy. Mm. I'm a nice human being. Mm. People, people, by and large, like me. Mm. When they see me, they, they want to they wanna say hi. Or they no. don't because they're, they're intimidated by me. I'm, I'm a large uh, gentleman. I'm, I'm, I'm a tall... Um, burly guy i get it but i'm a nice guy mm. disagree agree to disagree we got a couple disagree. we got a couple of super chats from earlier uh louis v sending in saying money for jeremy's mom uh for hey. those who missed the uh the first 20 minutes of the show it was an all-timer and cody wills congrats mama lambs on success with the simon system my mom's over and she is she's over she's gonna have to call in like weekly now to give us uh, updates on her her weight loss. I, I do. Like I don't want to make this show completely all about me, even though it is all about me. Um, I'm very very proud of my mom. It's been a long two months, and you know she's she's doing her best with everything. And I I continue to appreciate the support uh, from people who have who have checked in on, on me and really her because she needs it more more than I do. Uh, I got a strong support system here at home, and my mom. Uh, doesn't have as many people around. So I'm very proud that she continues to, to get out, be active and everything. Cause uh, yeah, it's been a long two months. So I'm happy to hear that, that she's continued up her, her walking and continue to go into the pool and just get out a little bit. Your mom and I both went to a dollar store this morning. So we got that in common. <laughs> I'm not kidding either. <laughs> I took the kid for a walk before we went live. I was at a Dollarama. So there you go. <laughs> what did you get at the Dollarama, Joel? Uh, I got gummy worms for my wife. And I picked up, uh, I needed cooking spray, Pam. So I went and picked up some cooking spray. Oh. Yes. What kind of gummy worms? Just like the dollar store gummy worms, just regular. She doesn't like the sour ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like the sour ones, but I also, I'm, I'm more of a chocolate guy than a candy guy. So I don't really buy the candy as much for myself. Uh, I will get like a Kit Kat Chunky or something if I wanted that. But 8.30 in the morning, I don't think I need a Kit Kat Chunky in my system. <laughs> probably a bad idea uh but anyway yes wes wes was great uh just i gotta i gotta put over his recall he had everything just lightning quick he knew what he was talking about he he had everything and i appreciate that when you come on the show you get the big wins so now i have no doubt in my mind that wes is going to win big at all of his matches upcoming everything he talked about he's gonna win Joel, I teased it uh, before Wet West was on. I was going to kind of bring this up when it was related to WWE and their TV rights uh, kind of negotiation. So we saw it this past Monday. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett are now on Raw. We talked about it a little bit on Monday as well. And I was a little confused as to why they just, they wanted Michael Cole on both shows. Why flip Cole and Barrett on Raw and put Kevin Patrick, Corey Graves on SmackDown? And I wondered does it have anything to do with the TV negotiations? Because I think Cole and Barrett are kind of the A team because they've been on SmackDown 
right? Like Cole, Cole's the A guy, clearly. There's, I don't think there's any disputing that. Cole is the A guy. So he's been working with Barrett this entire time on SmackDown. They feel like they are the A team in that sense. So they flip them to Raw, Patrick Graves on SmackDown. Cole's still there as well. Is this a sign that they were on the A team there on SmackDown? That's on Fox. Is this a sign that Raw is going to be on the bigger platform moving forward? Because now basically your A broadcast team is on Raw, or am I just throwing out tinfoil conspiracy theories and reading too much into things? So I think both sides can be correct simultaneously uh, because you are a crazy person. Don't straddle the fence, Joel. That's not good if you're a boy. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That could hurt if you straddle too hard. But no, the point that I was going to make was the Fox deal got them the largest increase they've seen ever, right? When they they did the Fox deal. And I think because of that, they're hoping that the the next Raw deal, wherever they wind up, is going to give them kind of an equal to or better than what they got for SmackDown. So as a result, they're going to pitch certain things to Raw versus SmackDown because they've already, and, and again, everything's in play in terms of money, but they already have that that number for SmackDown. They've already hit that number, whereas Raw hasn't hit that specific number that, that SmackDown has already hit once before. So the expectation is if Raw can at least get to the point where SmackDown was in 2015, or 2019 when they got their new deal, then at least that way everything kind of levels up together. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I, so I kinda, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that way it's like SmackDown made a billion in 2019 in the deal. Raw did not. But what if in 2023, 2024, Raw makes the billion dollar deal and SmackDown still gets their increase as well. The idea being we put the A show together. The A show now got what it's deserved. Again, the Fox deal was different because it was Fox. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't USA. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't cable TV. It was broadcast. It was a uh, sorry broadcast for Fox, and then for SmackDown, and then Raw got the cable deal. So the numbers are always different. The money's different, but they're trying to maybe even it out this time. Okay, I it, that could be it. And again, I feel like I'm just kind of spitballing here of looking looking for a reason as to why they flipped the broadcast team, which didn't seem like it had a reason. Why wouldn't you just put Cole on Raw with Patrick and, and and Corey Graves and then keep Cole and Barrett together on SmackDown? So I was just kind of again theorizing a reason because I didn't have one on Monday, and now I had thought of it the other day. And I was going to tweet it, but I don't like tweeting stuff because it, it's bad for your health. People are weird. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah. the, the general feeling was that they wanted the A-team on Raw. They wanted they wanted to make everything kind of feel bigger on Raw. And I get it. So if it's part of the deal and this is what Comcast wanted, and maybe it's part of Comcast's ongoing negotiations to keep Raw on NBCU, then that, then that helps. You know, if that's a little concession that WWE has to make and move people around, guess what? WWE historically has no problem doing that. If someone says we want Roman Reigns on Raw, guess what? They're going to do it. They're probably also going to put him on SmackDown too, though. <laughs> so that's just the way it goes. No, The exclusivity thing always works for a couple of weeks. And then it's like, are they looking away? Okay. Have they turned the corner? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bring him back. Okay. Come on, come on. And that seems to be how the draft has been, at least this time around, especially this time around. But the last few rounds, it's been the same way. There's always some sort of excuse to bring whoever who is drafted to one show to the other show. They, they just don't care at this time. They just don't. 
they haven't done anything to show us that the, the the roster split made any difference this time. They when they do the draft, they do the draft to pop the ratings. Everyone, I feel, oh yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. kind of gets his understanding and on board with that at this point. When they do it, they should just kind of explain like, hey, this is the draft. This is where they're going to largely appear, but you never know when they show up on the the other brand type of thing. Like, let's not lie to to the audience of way of the, this. They're going to be exclusive to this brand uh, because it's it's a little disingenuous. Uh, you know, we saw LA Knight just on Raw. Like, why? Eh, why not? Yeah, you know, and we've seen we've seen it throughout since the draft. Like, it's happened. It's going to continue to happen. I. I personally don't get offended by that anymore. Do I think there is a realm where you can do a hard brand split and you can make it sports-like? Yes, absolutely. I've talked about it before, but I don't need to dive into that conversation. I do think there is a possibility, a realm where you can do that. Uh, they clearly just aren't going to do that. I'm looking at the uh, the Monday Night Football schedule, and week one is September 11, Bills at Jets. Week two is Saints and Panthers. Is that a big game, the, the Bills and Jets? Uh, Bills are a f- favorite to win the to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they were they are, in right. not the AFC title game last year because that was the uh, Bengals and the uh, Chiefs. But yeah, they're a fa- they're 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 a favorite. They're they're top three in the AFC. A lot of talent, a lot of high powered offense. And Jets have Aaron Rodgers, who I'm sure you have heard of, and yeah, that'll be his yeah. first game. so yeah that's a big game so that's going to be wwe's season premiere of raw episode most likely yeah probably not going to be the next week so there you go september 11th probably going to be that uh that particular episode is you say the panthers are in week two that's what i saw did i did i say the panthers i don't know that's what i thought you said started saying something and then yeah a saint the panthers and then browns at Steelers. okay saints and panthers isn't a super big game i i don't know the panther schedule that well i truthfully don't pay much attention to the schedule it's a big game only in the sense that um bryce young the first overall pick was the first overall pick and so he's you know that's kind of a big deal and prime time game for him and everything but uh, the panthers weren't that great last year the saints weren't good last year it's a, it's a weird game steelers and browns is just kind of a rivalry game but yeah the, that first week is definitely a, a big one Okay, so that'll probably be it. Ros in Norfolk that day. So uh, there you go. If you're in Virginia and you want to go watch Raw, go to the scope. That'd be so easy to invade. Uh, yeah, someone's, yeah, Monday Night Football is going to invade Monday Night Raw. Oh my God, yeah. SmackDown's going to invade Raw. That's going <laughs> to be the season premiere as we gear up for payback or pay, whatever. Payback is at one point in that proceeding. Is it the night out? No, it's not. No. Oh, we're doing the. Um, they're in India that the weekend before on the eighth. No, okay. There's that show. I'm just looking at the schedule. It's interesting to me. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. First game is the seventh, according to Michael. But uh, yeah, that's a Thursday. That's a Thursday night. Joel, Joel was looking strictly at the the Monday night schedule. I wanted to know how the head to head versus Raw would look. That's what I'm looking at. Not not the NFL schedule as a whole. Yeah. Uh, let's shift gears to AEW real quick. We uh, we got a super chat. We're going to talk about the. Um, the, the preview real quick because there is a pretty stacked dynamite tonight or at least there's a lot going on we got a super chat last uh last show on monday about a few um wrestling media friends talking about how to handle the mjf versus adam cole story and how it should end and someone posited that maybe adam cole hits mjf with a roll of quarters uh, or throws quarters at him and uh, and and i'm gonna be perfectly honest 
I have not heard these particular comments. I haven't either. I'm not going to put blame on anyone specifically uh, because, again, I haven't heard these comments and I don't know what the the reaction is, but I, or what the what the intention was. Um, but I did see a few people, specifically uh, other Jews like myself, who who have taken a bit of uh, offense to it, and rightfully so, because. It, it's a bit of a, it's a questionable idea. Uh, and again, this is not me attacking anyone's, anyone in wrestling media. This is just more me um, trying to put it out there that if the story be, if the story that you think should be the guy who talked about being a Jew who had quarters thrown at him, which is an anti-Semitic position to be put in as a kid, really anytime, but in, in MJF's case, he was treated very, uh, uh, treated by his peers as an anti-Semite. Um, sorry, they were anti-Semitic towards him. I'm trying to get my words together. Basically, it's not a good idea. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. It's a bad idea. It it does not look good. Uh, and if you want to talk about Jews and wrestling and representation, uh, that idea just... I understand where you're coming from. That he, he invoked the idea of quarters. Therefore, they should use the quarters because it's like... He said it. He said it happened. So we're gonna do it because you know you talk about using brass knucks in a match. Well, then someone else is gonna use the brass knucks. I understand it from just a, a just a, an idea standpoint, from a execution standpoint, from a from a vision standpoint. Uh, no, don't do that. Not a good idea. Um, and it's just it's just poor poor planning, poor thought. Uh, just yeah, it's not good. But again, I'm not I'm not out here trying to attack anyone in the media. I just don't think it's a good idea to, to do something like that. Plain and simple. I didn't hear about this until it was brought up literally on our show with the with the super chats uh, at the end of, of Monday's show. I was like, I no idea what's going on. And then I saw a little bit online afterwards because I researched and tried to be a professional on this show. Um, like- yeah, uh, I was like, oh, OK throwing the quarters let's just cut that immediately that's a terrible idea on every single level that's dumb that's stupid no that's no just no hitting him with the roll of quarters i'm not in this uh i'm not a jew Uh, i don't uh, it's not my place to say if this is good or bad i can understand it a little bit more if if you went that route of oh it ties into the quarters thing, it's not like roll a roll of quarters is out of place and right. Juice Robinson is literally hitting people with a roll of quarters on Collision Dynamite whenever over the past couple of months. So it's not like fully out of place in the world of wrestling. And I think that's why that's at least understandable. I'm not saying this is a good idea. Please don't misconstrue this as me saying oh they should definitely do this. I'm just saying it's not like out of the out of the blue type thing that they would do something like this where, you know, like a crucifixion angle is certainly a little bit more out of the blue uh, when it comes to to that kind of stuff. It's also like we got to we got to be honest in that, like it's 2023 there. The the way to get heat in this matter does not exists the way it did back in the 90s i mean raven and sandman did the crucifixion angle and raven had to come out and apologize for it because people were offended if you listen to paul Heyman, that cost them signing kurt angle like you know he had they apologize for that 
you you just can't do things like this and expect it to be good heat. It's going to be more of a turnoff and be more of a no, you've kind of crossed the line with this. You are not understanding with this at all, especially the throwing quarters thing. I don't know why anybody thought that was a good idea to even like broach. Again, the roll hitting with a roll of quarters, it's still not a great idea. It's at least not fully out of place in the world of wrestling because we've seen it throughout history. We literally see it on AEW television in the past couple of months. I think my biggest issue, I shouldn't say my biggest issue. My biggest issue is the obvious issues. Uh, my, my other issue with this is MJF should be the heel. <laughs> what are we doing? MJF shouldn't be the baby face in this but i understand they're kind of positioning cole potentially as a heel because kingdom roddy strong and be like yeah he's just gonna turn your back on him but like if we're going into uh if we're going into all out with mjf cm punk mjf's gotta be the heel onto that i don't want sympathetic baby face mjf going into that match i want raging lunatic heel mjf going into that match also feels like the kingdom would screw uh, Adam Cole and Roddy Strong would join the kingdom more than anything else in this whole scenario. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's poor, it's poor idea sharing at its finest. I don't think that, uh, and I'm seeing that the video does exist. Brian Alvarez had pitched something like this. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, I, I do not think for a moment that Brian Alvarez had any idea that this would come off as anti-Semitic in nature. I don't think he has that in his head as he's saying it. I think he thought of, oh, MJF talked about the quarters. Wouldn't it be funny if, and like to that, there's a point because in wrestling, I, I made this joke last night, Dana Brooke on NXT is now dressing in all black because this is her way of showing layers that she's going to go turn heel and be dastardly because if you wear all black, you're a bad guy. That's kind of where Brian's coming from because the idea was brought forth by MJF. Someone threw quarters at me. I was, you know, I was mistreated. I was da 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 da. I'm telling you the story because I trust you. And now the trust will be forsaken because Adam Cole beats me with quarters. That it's his idea of poetic license. I don't think he was trying to make it and be like, ah, the Jews. That's really where I'm coming from. But it is not good. It is not a, um, it's not a good idea. It's not smart. And yes, it does invoke uh, many feelings of anti-Semitism. A lot of people have already commented on it. I just wanted to add my, my two cents because like I said, we got a super chat about it. I wanted to give us a little more time to talk about it because we had minimal time on Monday. Uh, but I do appreciate that uh, that super chat from Chi-Town Spurs on Monday. So with that in mind... Well, real quickly. Real quickly oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Would, would you be against it... If, if say, Juice Robinson did it. Juice Robinson has a history of using the role of quarters. Let's say we get an MJF-Jay White match and Juice Robinson hits MJF with a role of quarters to, to try to help out Jay White. And let's say it's MJF's promo is obviously very fresh. It was last week. It's, the, it's a very fresh thing. Let, let's say this happens at full gear and MJF has not brought this up. And since this promo, it just, it comes out at full gear. Is this an issue? So that's what I was going to say. If it was this week on the program, yes, it would be an issue. If it's several months down the line and it hasn't been broached again, I think most people would just kind of be like, and Juice has been doing it with other opponents as you've talked about. And this is part of his, like his routine. 
I don't think people would hate would would be as upset. I think certain people would get a bit of a hate boner on it because They're they know. Everything. Yeah, and some people are like that. And you know what? There are some people who are like the wrestling historian, AEW, bring up everything that happened, whatever. And yeah, some people are going to get upset. But I think the vast majority of fans, I can speak for myself, I would just be like, no, Juice does that. Yeah, Max has talked about it, but he hasn't talked about it in the context of this feud. So no, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as bad. But because in this case, it has been brought up and it's part of the MJF versus Adam Cole story, for Adam Cole to do this, it would not work. It would not look good. I'm oh, glad you brought that up, by the way. Yeah, I just want to try to, you know, in the wrestling bubble of things, again, Juice Robinson has a history of doing it, but I did want to do space because I'm I'm it's not my place to to say any of this. I, I'm I'm not Jewish. I, I don't know what, what that's like at all. So I don't not that my opinion's not valid. I just don't think it should be above my opinion shouldn't be above anybody ever, but but certainly in cases like this. Uh, yeah, if it happens like this week, I'd be like, oh, that, no, don't like that. But if it did happen, you know, months removed and it hasn't been brought up, I could, I wanted to know, like, would that be kind of okay on things? Yeah, and that, that's kind of my general feeling. Again, I don't speak for all Jews, but I think that uh, most people would be, in the case that I that we just talked about, would be like, yeah, it, it's part of it's part of the uh, the juice story, not the MJF story. MJF hadn't talked about it, yada, yada, yada. It's all fantasy at this point. Right. I, I think if that does get pitched, one, I don't know who's actually pitching that behind the scenes. I think that's one of those things where it's like, what are you thinking of to even pitch this type of type of thing? You know, when we had uh, Dave Schilling on the show, he was he was talking about that, all the different pitches and stuff. It's like, okay, why why would you think to even pitch that? Why do you think this is a good idea to even pitch that? right here like no like if mjf if we if we learn that mjf has pitched this maybe and i'm talking about adam cole hitting him with a roll of quarters at all in to win the title or or roddy strong doing it to win the title at all in if we learn that was an mjf idea does that make it okay i mean if it's an mjf idea then yeah because but he's got to be out there and say it like he's got to be front and center, taking the heat. He's he's online. He's 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 he online. Is. He could, he I, but, but you know he doesn't always break character online. It doesn't feel like it's an NJF thing to be like, you know, a, a day after losing it all in. Hey guys, it's okay. I told him to hit me with a roll of quarters. I think that because of how Max portrays himself in public on socials. He breaks character for this. Yeah. Because this is something that he truly does believe in when it comes to his, just his own self, not character. Um, that's why I don't think he would ever pitch it. Right. That, that was, I was literally you know? about to say that the same thing. Like if MJF feels he's got to break character to defend this, he probably ain't he pitching this no. at all. And I imagine anybody else who is attempting to pitch this one just isn't thinking it all through and two, the people involved probably aren't going for it right. anyway. Yeah. So we got a few minutes left. Let's talk about Dynamite real quick because I got to get out of here at noon. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole, we're going to hear from both of them. Are we going to continue the uh, the Roddy Strong and the Kingdom stuff? Or is that just kind of on the back burner for a couple of weeks as we get closer to All In? Does MJF 
maybe start talking about what the contract actually had inside of it if it was a different uh, wording than expected. What do you think? I think we set up an MJF Adam Cole Kingdom match. Uh, okay. Whether it's next week on Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, don't know, but I think they set that up. I'm not getting my hopes high with this. He didn't read the contract type of thing. That seems very wrestling bubble. Let's try to fantasy book. Let's try to theorize. Let's try to make sense of things. If they go that route, great. Like it would make sense. Um, and MJF could use that as a way to somehow screw over Adam Cole, but that's not something that, that that's just a wrestling theory from the wrestling bubble. And I'm not getting my hopes high that they, that they do that. Yeah, that's fair. And I can see that. I do like the idea of them setting up a kingdom match MJF and Adam Cole versus uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. And then you've got, you know, Roddy strong kind of sitting there very confused and very upset in the background. Just, so that'd be uh, that'd be a lot of fun uh the jericho appreciation society have a mandatory meeting tonight <laughs> you think ty's gonna show up all super pregnant she's been showing up a bunch lately but uh you think she'll be there i think she's more likely to show up than hager is hager gonna show up oh that's fair i know he likes this hat but he's advertised he's on the billing he's on the graphic okay he's on the graphic they're all there all right they're all there and right, i think there. i think they're all gonna yeah. start, i think they're all just gonna one by one talk their shit and then just walk out on chris jericho uh callus is gonna come out at some point like if they're doing this will osprey match they gotta they gotta get the ball moving here again osprey's in the the elite eight in the g1 that doesn't wrap until this weekend but they gotta do something to tease that like we're getting will osprey involved in this i still think the better play is uh, jericho and omega but if you're gonna do that you gotta get the ball they gotta get the ball rolling on something when it comes to Jericho and, and all in, because I don't, I don't know where they're going right now. If I didn't subscribe to Fightful Select, best $5 of the business, I would have no idea what Chris Jericho is doing at all. I would think he's okay. Jericho and Guevara is the direction because Guevara is sort of the de facto second of the appreciation society. Cause he's been there from the start with the inner circle or Jericho and Hager, I guess if you want to do that. I don't <laughs> Jericho and Hager versus, uh, Versus Aussie Open, that's where it's going. Clearly, no, you could just put a potato cam video of uh, of, of Will Osprey being like, "Hey, you and me." I don't know, just do it. <sighs> the trigger. Lucha Bros take on Blackpool Combat Club. It's going to be uh, Claudio and Mox versus Lucha Bros. Uh, good match. I'm sure this will be fun. Don't know where we're going with it. Yeah, with Pox injury, that's a uh, that's a tough one. It still seems like we're doing Moxley and Orange Cassidy. It, it's kind of where they're going with that. This. Yep. This besides Moxley's presence kind of feels a little ROH ish. Uh, I and maybe I'm just associating because of Claudio there, and that's not fair. But yeah, it, I'm interested to see sort of where, how they're tying up all of these things. The uh, we didn't really speak about it on Monday, but the parking lot brawl was fantastic. Yes. that ruled. It yeah. sucked that Sue's van got destroyed. I think Sue and Moxley should honestly be the match. Yep. That that should be what we go with. Sue kicks him in the balls and beats him. And then, you know, Sue challenges for the title, kicks MJF in the balls and beats him. There and is. Sue's the world champion. Let's go. AEW Women's World Championship. Hikaru Shida, the new champ, takes on Anna J. Is this at 923 Eastern or is it going to be earlier in the night? That, it's not weird. Like, I understand the booking, but Anna J's got the Jericho Appreciation Society stuff. And then she's also having this match, which is good. I'm all for Anna J getting featured on this. 
uh, I guess when she loses, they could be like, well, her attention was tied to the Jericho Appreciation Society. Again, she is another person. You got to get the ball rolling on who she's facing at, at all in. I mean, it might be Anna Jay's night because uh, then she's got to go and join her pal Jack Perry in his FTW Rules Championship match against Rob Van Dam. Maybe this is the Anna Jay night because, what? you know, AR Fox had his one episode where he was the entirety of it. What if it's RVD, Jack Perry, and Anna Jay goes from the Jericho, Jericho Appreciation Society to the Women's Championship match that she loses, and then she helps Jack Perry win uh, and retain the FTW Championship? What, what if it's not the Jericho Appreciation Society? It's the Jay Appreciation Society, the Anna Jay Appreciation Society, and she becomes the leader. She wins the title, and she does help Jack Perry. The Jack Appreciation Society Joel Pearl, Jack Perry becomes yes. the leader of this. There you go. I, I think we figured it out. I think we cracked the code. I think that's it right there. And then finally, and presumably the main event, the Hardys take on the Young Bucks. Uh, FTR get involved here? What are we doing? No, I think that, I don't even know if this will be the main event. It probably should, but I think that uh, Young Bucks win and they say, let's let's go all in, us and FTR. And then there that's, that's it. The E in Elite, All Elite Wrestling. There you go. Uh, we did it. That's that's the episode. Uh, what, what what do you want to plug? Uh, everything on Fightful Overbooked. Check it out. Appreciate all the, the support from, from everybody. Uh, Tag Talk's back. Very happy to have Tag Talk back on Mondays. Uh, FMC on Tuesdays. Joel already did the big plugs. But yeah, Fightful Overbooked. Appreciate everybody. Subscribe to the channel. If you are not subscribed to the channel, leave thumbs up on videos. And don't follow me on Twitter. Follow at Fight Talk underscore. And watch the spotlight 9.30 a.m. Eastern on the main channel on Thursdays. There we go. Drop a thumbs up on your way out and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbook. Thanks again to Wes Barkley for joining us this morning. Hell of a conversation. Really enjoyed that. And, uh, of course, I am Atrial Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. We'll be back on Friday, 10 a.m., going in the weeds as we do. We'll talk about Dynamite. We'll talk about what's coming up on SmackDown and any other news that drops. That's what we do. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.